And police in Northern Ireland are warning of the possibility of public disorder linked to the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement over this Easter weekend and into next week. Events begin today and Wednesday, which see the US President Joe Biden visiting Belfast. He won't address lawmakers there as the government assembly is still suspended. So, a quarter of a century after the agreement, political tensions and obstacles are still very present, as Emma Vardy reports. News of the troubles in Northern Ireland became a nightly refrain during the decades of bloodshed. A huge IRA bomb rocks central Belfast. The aftermath of another bomb in a Northern Ireland high street. 27 soldiers are still in hospital. I remember just being struck by the sense of tension in the city. You had barbed wire everywhere, soldiers everywhere. When you went there, you, you felt the presence of conflict. Republican armed groups waged a campaign of violence to try to bring about the end of Northern Ireland as part of the UK. And loyalists attacked Catholic communities, leading to a huge loss of life on both sides. There's no sign of any immediate end to Ulster's violence. In 1997, Tony Blair, the newly elected British Prime Minister, vowed to make dealing with Northern Ireland a priority. I thought, here we are, we've been decades in this conflict. We're approaching the 21st century. This is not a conflict that has got any place in a new millennium. The core of the problem is the British government's refusal to acknowledge Sinn Féin's electoral mandate. Sinn Féin, the political wing of the IRA, wanted a way into peace talks. And much to the hatred of some unionists, Gerry Adams, the leader of Sinn Féin, was given a seat at the table. How are you doing? The IRA leadership, if it were nothing else, were intelligent and they, they grasp the opportunity for peace. You can be blue in the face talking to people who are not involved in violence, but will that stop violence? We had at last brought the people who could stop this into the room. But some unionists remained highly sceptical that violent paramilitaries would give up their weapons. There's no surrender! Here, here. I had to satisfy the unionists. If we are going to be in an executive with people, there's no threat of armed resistance or you know, leverage hanging over us. The Prime Ministers continue their marathon effort. The talks had reached the moment of truth. I feel the hand of history upon our shoulder. The two governments and the political parties of Northern Ireland have reached agreement. When I went out to brief the media, I just felt I was going to start crying. Um, partly exhaustion, because we've been going days without that much sleep. But just a sort of sense of, God, this looks like it's actually happening. Good evening. After 30 years of conflict, after thousands of violent deaths, Northern Ireland was given the chance of a new beginning. The agreement was hailed around the world. Northern Ireland today has the promise of a springtime of peace. But 25 years on, the question of whether to be part of the UK or Ireland is still unresolved and there's currently no functioning government. The political battle between the two visions for Northern Ireland continues as ever today. And the fragile power-sharing partnership between unionists and nationalists set up here by the Good Friday Agreement has often collapsed. The agreement wasn't a settlement. The agreement was uh, an accord to bring an end to the conflict. Now the stage is set to mark the historic turning point that changed Northern Ireland in ways once believed impossible.
For some, this anniversary is a testament to those who led Northern Ireland away from bombs and to the ballot box. This was an ugly conflict. It was brought to an end, and that piece is worth preserving. But in a divided society, questions remain over whether the agreement of the past is now in need of reform to help unlock the political paralysis of today. Emma Vardy, BBC News.